0: For me, like the, 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 recipe for startups, I think for DevTools startup at the very least is to be really passionate about it. Like, and I think it's the same in computer science. Once you're passionate about something,
1: a lot of things feel easier. So hi everyone. You're listening to Scaling DevTools, the show that investigates how DevTools go from zero to one. I'm joined today by Ruben, who is the founder of Windmill and Windmill is doing a lot of stuff for de- for uh, developers. Ruben's laughing already. Um, But Ruben has built an amazing tool, um, already himself and like bootstrapped quite far now has a team of four, went through YC, raised some money and windmill is doing kind of three main things. One is kind of a, a low code code builder of like, uh, dashboards plus, um, kind of workflows that you can write within Windmill, which is almost a bit like code Zapier, plus workflows that kind of similar-ish to temporal. Um, And it's all open source. And uh, Windmill, uh, sorry, Ruben, I've probably like completely butchered uh, the explanation, but is that roughly... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah, yeah, it is. Um, well, thanks, Jack, for having
0: me. I, I think one of the things is like, I kind of see it as an onion. So we basically provide an execution engine or like function as a service yeah, that you can completely self-host. Everything is open source. And so it basically run a script, any script in Python, TypeScript, or Go. So uh, one of the challenge with that is that we take care of the imports and the dependencies. So you don't like unless like, unlike with lambda where you have to like pre-package things and and take care of the dependencies. We take care of of everything and we do some advanced caching mechanism so you don't have to reinstall the dependencies every time. And on top of that, well now you have you can execute one function. Well, it would be nice if you could compose them. This is where we do a workflow engine and Zapier for developers or 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 like Temporal for mere mortals is how we. We describe it sometimes, uh, but basically every step is code or like pre-made blocks. Um, and then the last layer is building dashboards on top of that, because now you're doing a lot of things, but you want to be able to run them from a table. You want to be able to view them as graph and you want to build everything that you would do in a, in a things like retool, for instance. So we have like the full feature set of retool. And so one, one, one way of like seeing us, I think we're like, we describe ourselves as a cross between retool. And either Temporal or ADN or Zapier, uh, plus the plus Lambda, AWS Lambda, where you can like run scripts and 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 the whole serverless stack in general. And so if if that makes sense, it's it's kind of like the serverless stack for startups and for enterprise that you can self-host. And we do everything, the workflows,
1: the actual like uh, script execution and the dashboards all in one. Yeah, that makes sense. And then if we were to get like kind of a concrete example. Um, let's say I'm building a startup that makes like generates pictures of dogs with a poem about dogs. And it's all using like open AI, um, products and with, uh, with windmill, I could kind of run the workflows to like, so so one of the, like, as an engineer,
0: I think the first thing I do when I want to like, uh, prototype is to write. A few lines of code, run them locally, run right, kind of like prototype stuff. and then kind of like you have a big barrier when you actually want to uh, deploy them in prod. So right now, one of the solutions would be to use one of the serverless stack and then uh, deploy them to the edge to the edge. I think if you're deploying for a prod, this is not exactly uh, like our stack is not uh, basically oriented toward that. What we built for is basically all of your internal needs. so basically, uh, you mentioned basically uh, uh, doing like treating a request around OpenAI, but I think where you, what you would do is like do all the processing with Windmill, where basically you can do things offline. Basically, say you want to train your data um every day at noon or at midnight, and basically build a big corpus. And that corpus, you're gonna be able to, uh, through Prod, basically do a vector search uh, live and 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 get your result back to your. Clients, so there's a lot of like things where you want to do things offline. You want to schedule them regularly, and there's scripts that are not necessarily performance, low latency, performance sensitive. If you want to do low latency, performance sensitive, this is probably something you should actually deploy with any kind of like the edge serverless uh, framework. Uh, we more where we shine really is is in places where. Privacy is really important. Having everything self-hosted, everything everything permissioned. So basically, you have a lot of ops, and that ops team. Not everyone should have access to all the resources. Some should have read access to the database. Some should have write access to the database. Some should be able to interact with some of the APIs. So you can encode your like your secrets and your resources within 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 windmill, and you can say who has access to it with like view and write permissions. So I I, th- I think in general there's a lot of like. External tools and internal tools. Uh, External tools are things where what you really, really care about is low latency. Uh, Internal tools, what you care about is being like compliance, uh, permissions, being able to iterate quickly, uh, being able to kind of like uh, um, have a tool that is like the common base for everyone. And so this is where we really shine is, I'll say, compared to a lot of solutions where basically it's either no code, low code and it's not a good fit for pro- like developers because developers, they know how to code and they're like, this is like constraining myself and be- building everything from scratch where you have to, well, like do everything in a Git repo, then have the Git repo being set to be deployed on AWS Lambda, take care of like all the the auto, like switch to production. You have to uh, make sure that only the right people have access to the right script. Uh, you have to take care of like, okay, how do I manage my my permissions, how do I uh, make sure that it is run every day at noon? And and like, how do I like compose Lambda function between themselves? A lot of things were like, well, in the end, if you want to write things with code, you're going to be like, it's going to take so much time. Then you're going to be forced to use a no code, low code, a solution that doesn't feel as powerful as it should. And so I think the pain, one of the pain we're solving is like, well, if you use a solution like Zapier, uh, at some point you're going to reach the limits. And you're going to feel like, oh, it's, if only I could put the code here, but not code that is like small JavaScript, but actual code that is like Python or TypeScript that can import any dependencies. So this is where we really shine where like
1: those people are frustrated and they're developers and they want like a more powerful tool. Yeah. So you want like something that just slots into this workflow that otherwise is like kind of, you know, very like incremental. Um but you you don't want it to just be like a simple little JavaScript snippet that's within one of these
0: builders. Exactly, exactly. And, and I th- I think the, the the entry point to Windmill is 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 mostly to uh, you write a uh, script um, Python, TypeScript in our web editor, and we basically take care of the dependencies, but it also parse the your parameters, and from those parameters we build a UI for you. So let's say you have a script that just Take three arguments in like ten seconds. You can just pass it into Windmill. We make it an app that you can share with anyone in your team, and that apps, you can decide that basically you want not everyone to have access to it, and like that is pre-configured with like your database, for instance, and and so on. So there's really this sense of like, well, you can start from like a script that you already have and get something that you can like use in a startup or corporate settings really quickly. Uh, so a, a mix of like hacky scripts that become into that
1: becomes production scripts basically yeah that makes sense so maybe like slightly different example might be like if you wanted to just create like a custom onboarding video and you put in a few parameters and then you could like the sales team could put it in and spit out like a a video and then behind the scenes all this stuff would be running and you're just using it internally but yeah. yeah. So what we do is like we
0: run everything with it. So for instance, we do our DevOps with it. We deploy on Kubernetes with it. Like all of like when we take care of the deployment, we uh, do our CRM with it, which means that everyone every time you sign up to Windmill, we're gonna send you a reminder email if you don't use Windmill at all for the next forty eight hours. Uh, we can we we use uh, OpenAI to basically search. Uh, about your your profile to basically give a bit of like, like to not send a blank templates and like uh, get a bit of information about you. Uh, So you can do a lot of things with workflows. Uh, And like in general, the first, I mean, I'm biased because it's it's my product, but I start a lot of things by writing a script in Windmill and seeing how far I can go
1: basically. Yeah, yeah, that's really cool. So this is like, yeah, definitely one of the most ambitious projects we've seen. Like you're, you're kind of building, almost like three very complicated, um, products. And I know that like you've been on like a, I, I was looking at the repo, and you've been on an absolute like storm with your code, like writing so much. Um, how are you thinking about this challenge? Where it's like the to get to the threshold of like, it's useful, um. And people really like it when it's so complex, but you also need the feedback from people using it. I, I think it's
0: really so we build things in state, right? So it's like now you see the three layers. So you see you see the result of like a year of work, a year of very passionate work. But basically the first three months they were about just being being able to like do the script layer that I I talked about. There was no workflow, there were no uh, uh UI layer. And To be completely honest, until like six months ago, I always thought Retool was out of reach in the sense of like, well, the people that really want to use Retool uh, or like a solution like Retool, Retool is amazing. There is no way we're going to be able to compete with such a small team. And then you kind of like realize, well, that's what people actually want. And also Retool is not perfect. They have like, they made strong choices around their product. And people complain that it's slow, that it's a bit clunky. I think starting from scratch with those observation and a different mindset, you can actually like compete with those sugar notes. As long as basically you don't necessarily try to reproduce all of their features. You focus on one aspect in which you think you can like really improve on. And then you really like kind of like build your, your MVP around that. Uh, and so we, we're, we're building three. Th- very ambitious things. But on those three very ambitious things, we don't try to do everything. We try to do the thing that we think people care the most about. Uh, and one of the, I will say overarching theme that we have is speed. It, we're building a developer tool. It should feel fast. And I think a lot of people, uh, we, we're we placing tools for a lot of people, not because necessarily we have all the features that their previous tools had, but we're a lot faster because a lot of those tools basically need to execute scripts, they need to execute code. And we focused a lot. On the on our basically system designed to execute all of this code extremely fast there is little overhead when you when we we execute one of your script and so uh, the impression that you get when you use windmill for workflows windmill for scripts or windmill for like your dashboard is that everything feels super fast and it's almost more important than than everything else because like as a, as a developer the one I, th- I feel like a lot of the reason why you try start to rebuild things yourself is because you feel like Tools are clunky and slow. And so by not giving this impression, I think we, we can basically convince people to bypass, like to kind of like give us time to build all of the features that they have in their existing tools in in uh, uh, in comparison by having something that is extremely consistent together, filled extremely fast, and is made for developers. So you can run actual code exactly the way you would what you would do normally.
1: Yeah, yeah. I think you yeah, that I think it, you may well be onto something there. Cause I I've been like a huge fan of Retool um in the past, but then when I went back to it recently, I had a lot of uh like kind of pains around stuff and like it can be I, I feel like no code developers get more frustrated with when it doesn't work, especially if it's like something that's not a mistake that they made. But on the other hand, Retool, like I I know what you mean about the speed, but it's also like the kind of speed of how quickly you can get it working. Like even if it is a bit slow to run, but I
0: I mean for sure. I mean Retool is a company of there are four hundred engineers, and they're they're very smart. I mean the founders are really smart, the engineers are really smart. It's like of course they build the great tool, and uh, it's like. We don't come into a market where we think that our competition is our competitors are bad and and it's going to be uh, easy to be able to displace them. I think the idea is more like we we've come with a different mindset on some aspect of it, and we think we can apply. We have kind of like the second mover advantage, which is we see what work with retool, uh, we know what people want, uh, and we can focus on like basically giving. Uh, Giving that and making it fast, and not necessarily, I I think retool has basically also the the problem of like having too many customers that are not now used to their current tools, and it would be hard for them to like switch to like something that is oriented around speed because now they need to kind of like they have a lot of legacy things that make it work uh, that they need to make it work with their current tools that people are not going to migrate from. So we, we took our, we take our learning from the best, which are our competitors and basically try to, to build something that is like only as a thing that matter most and is extremely efficient.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Amazing. Um, and so if you're going of going for that speed, like how have you been, um, kind of getting your early users? So, um,
0: I, I think the, f- for a long time we had not a lot of early users. I think for like the first nine months we had people that were curious, uh, mostly. And to be honest, the product was extremely buggy. So it's like, I was like, almost like, wow, and I'm, I'm, I'm actually like impressed that you, you can like, like you can use this as your daily driver. I, I think like three months ago we started having like a, a lot of things got better. One of the reasons is also because I, I went from one to a team of four and, and my second hire is is uh, is uh, is Faton, which I've known for 10 years, and he's like a great front-end engineer, a great, someone as a keen eye for design. And I, I'm, I'm not bad in design, but you know, it's not something that is as as polished. I, I kind of like to design like an engineer, right? So it's very crude. And so I think having a product that is actually kind of like pleasant for the eye actually change things our focus on being able to like get rid of all the bugs also change things. So we went from a product that probably myself, I wouldn't use uh, to a product that I would really m- much want to use. And so in the last three months, we, we grew a small community of like very passionate power users. And for them, it's kind of like night, night and day They they use it all the time. And they they are fun of it because they don't see any alternative to it. Um, and, yeah they give us a lot of feedback uh, they're patient with us they give us like good like bug reproduction they give us like good uh, like uh, uh, request features uh, and everything and so we're able to kind of like be really focused on like what is the next pain what is the next pain and then basically build on top of that uh, we are in an exciting phase where we've built all the features that we deemed important and we are about to like make our 1.0 or 2.0 announcement depending on how you see it because we we've basically uh spent i'll say yeah nine months basically doing bulk work that felt a bit kind of like buggy and clucky and then three months of polishing and now we feel ready and i think for this kind of like dev tools in general the the more mantra of like building things fast is really hard because like it's hard to make a good dev tool in three months like the and so i'm i feel very privileged that y combinator is as like And trust, I'm also a solo founder and like, this is something that I I felt like I was both building a dev tool that was way too ambitious for me and kind of like doing it solo. And, and, and I knew it's going to, was going to take months and not going to be able to like get MMR after three weeks of YC. So there was a a lot of things where, yeah, I, I think infra take time. And, but on the other hand, infra is like some, it's, it's a market that is extremely interesting because you're, you're, providing a lot of value. Like once you're in the infra sector, it's like your you code run all day uh, and basically process enormous data, process do an enormous amount of operation and companies rely on, on it critically. It's something that they can't afford it to go down. So you have to be extremely careful about the code, about the guarantees that you give, but you're also providing so much value and like solving such interesting things that, it's, it's a market for me that is like the, the domain in which I, 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 I'm really happy uh, to do. I, I, and I think um, like there's a lot of, like you see it in the latest batch of YC or like a lot of companies are, you can see them chasing the latest fade, I think. And that's something which uh, I, I think makes sense because I think there's a lot of like, you can build a lot of great startups on top of the latest fade, but also you, you lose sight of the, of the kind of like the core of what make a good dev tools. It's not necessarily chasing the latest uh, AI innovation, but it is like building infra building systems for others to use.
1: Yeah. And there's ultimately got to be like budgets allocated to do this, right?
0: For sure. Uh, but, uh, you know, we mentioned displacing Uyghur notes. Infra is a lot of Uyghur nodes. So, you know, it's like Kafka, but like, you know, it's kind of like all of those like big infra thing. They have like huge corporate backing. And so, it's it's also you notes not in themselves. So,
1: yeah, yeah, that's uh, that's awesome. You mentioned that you're a solo founder, building a dev tool, um, and how and, and as we've <laughs> I think made abundantly clear, a difficult one to build. Um, how has it been uh, being a solo founder? So I think it's not like a I'm not I'm not going to
0: say it's a choice like that. I really really wanted to be a solo founder and you do not see any alternative. It's more of a I. I think you need to be passionate for this project because it's, it takes time. It takes, it takes all of your energy, all of your time. And, and it's easy to give up early because, you know, we have great competitors. It's not an easy market. And I couldn't find someone that shared the same passion uh, as me at that time when I started. And I was, I just went through. So it's like, it's not like I would recommend anyone to go solo founder. I think if you have a great co-founder, then, then you should, Go that route. But on the other hand, not having a co-founder should not be what stops you. Um and uh about the experience, I think it's hard. Uh I wish some you know, I really wish sometimes I could like take a week off or like take a few days off and know that you know everything was not gonna st- stop. Um on the other hand, on the other hand, it's kind of a privilege because I think infra is is something you need to have like strong opinions on and there's a lot of like decisions and things that I can focus and prioritize on without having to necessarily do big alignment sessions, uh, which can be a problem in a way. Like I don't have anyone to keep me in check. And so I try to do that exercise of being like, well, you know, am I doing the right thing or am I doing the thing that I want? Uh, So, but yeah, it's, it's a bit of a lonely experience, but also it's really cool to see a project that you've kind of like envisioned from the start to be, one thing and see it come to fruition, uh, almost very close to what you had in mind. And, and so it's, it's, um, it has a downside and upsides, I would say.
1: Yeah. It's, it's really hard, I think, to find someone that matches that passion, as you mentioned. Um, but the fact that you have done so well, like as a solo founder, I think like it's, it's so hard, I think. Um, so it shows that you're, you know, I I think it says a lot about you that you've, you've been able to do this, um, which is exciting.
0: I, I think I, I, for me, like the, the, the recipe for startups, I think for DevTool startup at the very least is to be really passionate about it. Like if you, if you're in need for the money or you need for like the glory or anything, it's kind of like this, something like it gets, this is not enough, right? You need to want to really build the product. Uh, and I'm lucky enough that this is something that I really want to do. And, and so it's like, I, Like I'm happy to take credits for like, yeah, I work a lot or anything, but I think the more like, and I think it's the same in computer science. Once you're passionate about something, a lot of things feel easier. So,
1: yeah, that's, uh, I think that's the sound bite for this episode. I love it. (laughs) Yeah. Um, and just digging in on that, like, um, do you have any advice for, um, founders that are also building something that's like, Ambitious.
0: Um, I, I well, I'll say there's do's and don'ts. Uh, I, I think for us, the don't was to kind of like say, we're going to do like, we're going to do everything perfectly and we're going to do it in stealth. And, you know, it's like, when we're going to do the big release, everything is going to work. We would not have been able to do that because uh, our product takes time is going to take more time. And even if we had been in stealth and like really focused on one thing, it wouldn't have been as good as with the feedback we received. So I think kind of like a hack Open source is kind of a gross hack, uh, in a way, um, and a lot of people have reluct- reluctance around open source because they're like, well, what if people, someone copy my code? What if you know, like, people don't pay? I think for dev tools in general, that's something you shouldn't be worried about, uh, because either it works, people love it, and then you know, large enterprise use it, and you're gonna get paid, or it doesn't, and then basically you've just wasted the most precious thing uh, that you have, which which is your time, and so. I would really, really re- strongly recommend to kind of like strictly really consider open source uh, if you're building dev tools and infra. Uh, I think the don't for me is kind of like, um, don't try to do everything yourself, uh, which I have not applied uh, very well, right? But uh, try to surround yourself with like uh, like uh, people that you trust. I, I think there's a tendency to um, have like a finding contractor, like trying to delegate, but mm, uh, with like lots of people, but people you don't necessarily kind of like uh, tr- trust or like contractors. And I th- it never works uh, because you're spending more time managing people and managing those people, like syncing, aligning with them. And so you, you can go so much faster with like four people that are highly passionate about one thing and of high caliber than with like a team of 20 where everyone is there because, you know, you got funding and you get paid and it, it, it looks cool, but, you know, so... I think there's a, a bit of like trying to take time to build your core team. And if you have to stay small, that's fine. You can, you can like with the right kind of people, you can go extremely fast. So. Yeah. What, what is the makeup of your team? Actually? There is a two for the engineer, me and someone, which is, a, a, I'll say a se- semi He learn coding with us and is doing a lot of like the, um, like, uh, Uh, Gross hacking, blog post documentation, doing QA about the product, doing a lot of like things where as engineers, we sometimes don't have time to do.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I know that. Those, those, those people are great. Do everything, everything uh, and anything that comes their way. Which
0: is also how I describe my role. I do everything that no one wants to do. So it's like, there's also like this, which is, I, I think what, it, everyone, every founder does that. But I think, you know, you have like this, you use a catch-all bucket for every task. And it's not a, it's, that's why I think you have to love what you're doing because most tasks, 95% of the, the time, they're not solving distributed systems questions that are extremely intric- intricate and interesting. They're like doing a lot of like like
1: small things. Proving expenses. Yeah.
0: <laughs> so it's like, yeah, well, you gotta you gotta see the, the, the end goal and, and everything is easy.
1: Yeah. hundred percent. Reuven, that's, uh, that's amazing. It's been so great speaking. Um, one final thing, um, what would be the biggest takeaway that you kind of, if anyone listening, what they should take away from this call?
0: I think there's opportunity to make really interesting startups. Uh, like, like there are like startups that are going to chase like like small incremental improvements and they're going to succeed, but there's still like opportunity to to dream big for developer tools. I think we have seen like SpaceX and, and like all of those like companies in other industries kind of like achieve the impossible. I think we can still do it for DevTools. Uh, And you got to try. And we're, I, I mean, one of the reason I start, I, I, I was able to like, Take this risk is because I feel like we're really privileged as software engineers. We we're not so worried about kind of like financial security or like less worried. We uh, and so we can take a bit more risks. And I think we get a bit comfortable in our situations. Uh, But there's still opportunity to make amazing dev tools. So I would encourage everyone to like kind of like do a leap of faith and take a year or two, try it, and you know it doesn't work out. Everything is gonna be fine.
1: Amazing. Ruben, thanks so much for joining. Um, where can people learn more about Windmill and about yourself? Uh, we have a website, windmill.dev. We have a open source repo,
0: uh, which is like windmilllabs slash windmill on GitHub. We really commit to open source, so everything is open source. Uh, and yeah, we have a Discord. I think this is we respond immediately to Discord, and I mean we it's mostly me because I'm either coding or like, but I always like have a tab on Discord. You, you can reach to me extremely easily by
1: just joining our Discord. Amazing. Thanks so much for joining, Ruben, and thanks everyone for listening. See you again soon. Thank you. Thanks a lot.